4: presented
3: by at&t connecting changes everything
5: you're listening to fox sports radio Radio.
0: this is straight out of vegas with the voice of vegas your host rj bell Pre game show America has always wanted. I the future. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell.
5: The Ravens extend their preseason win streak to 21. Deshaun Watson may now be open to a settlement with the NFL and boxing's oh, how do, heavyweight. How, how do we know he wasn't open to settlements all along? He said before he wasn't open he to said, a settlement. Well, they were negotiating settlements all along. He said he would not take more than zero games. That was a quote from Deshaun Watson's team.
4: It was from the team. From his.
5: His agent oh, or his lawyers. Somehow,
4: his I don't think his team necessarily has done him good. I don't so. think so. I either. mean, I don't know. I can't judge how they've done since this problem. Were, and, and I don't know if they were even there before. But let's just say the team in general has fallen short. I think you're probably right. Continue with the rundown. And boxing's
5: heavyweight king retires today at age 34. Ollie? What is the Vegas Ali no longer the heavyweight king. So
4: you're you're doing that as a teaser. What
5: percentage of the audience do you think knows who the heavyweight king is? Tyson Fury is like one of the most popular heavyweight champions since Mike Tyson.
4: Well, who who's number two? Probably Evander Holyfield or Lennox Lewis. So you're saying Fury's more like gets a bigger gate, makes more money than than Holyfield. Yeah. I don't think that's possible.
5: No, I'm not saying he's a better boxer. I'm saying he's a, a bigger so showman. He had
4: a he had a trilogy, right? With um, Deontay Wilder, okay, and it was a and what was it two zero oh, and one? Was there a was there it a, was draw a draw? Or First fight was a draw. Okay, now was that a draw? Was in the judges' scorecard or was judges' it some, scorecard draw? Okay, yeah, I don't think you're right. I don't okay. think that, I mean, do you think if I mean Holyfield would everyone recognized... You think if Fury walks in a room now he's big, but if you just see his face. That as many people, his Q rating is going to be as high as Hull of Field was was in his prime. Yes, Mackenzie. Does that? I mean, I guess you don't remember how how attuned are you to Fury, Tyson Fury? He was the first heavyweight fighter that are you reading my radar. For Wiki, Are you reading for Wikipedia? No, I'm telling you, he's the first one that I paid attention to since Lennox Lewis back in the day. And this is because he says like controversial things and stuff. Yeah, he's a showman. He's a loud, brash personality. You know what's funny? Everyone with an IQ over a hundred like looks at showmen like that and, and go, oh jeez. But if you're smart, but guys like me. <laughs> but but no 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 no. But if you're smart, you realize it works. It wor- I mean, like think about it. Like someone on a reality show, they might be doing like obvious things to get attention, but they get attention. Yeah. Conor McGregor's got seven
5: of the top-selling pay-per-views in UFC history. But Mag- is he a top-ten fighter? No, but he is a, a top-ten seller.
4: Well, his greatest accomplishment was getting paid even more to, to fight Exactly. Mayweather. <laughs> and it, that was actually Mayweather's greatest accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, to go 50, and you know, that was the 50, right? That was 50. So, think, you go 49, he waited like over a year for number, and he said 50's it. And then he finds one that he, he makes the more money than he could have against any other fighter, Probably, I mean, he probably wouldn't have made more against Triple G. I don't think would he? No, and he fights a guy who's they couldn't beat him. They it's couldn't even beat a him. boxer couldn't beat him. <laughs> I mean, the guy. Listen, I don't know about his reading comprehension. I know he is a, and I and I don't know much. I mean, I don't know anything inside about the the domestic you know, yeah. violence, or but the, the, the businessman, he is a business he, and, and Connor, but you know, McGregor was, uh, uh, one of the, I mean, he was the best heavy or not best heavy, he was best in his division weight wise for a for at least for a couple of years. Yeah. Right. I mean, listen, if you're a showman, but you're really good, I can deal with it. Yeah. Speaking of show off kind of people, Let's start with Harbaugh and his shenanigans.
5: <laughs> I, I thought you that, might that like whole that. whole family. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens extend their win streak to 21 consecutive preseason victories, beating the Titans 23-10 to last night, covering as three-point favorites. The Ravens now 18-2-1
4: against a Vegas spread in that stretch. Oh, and, and, and yesterday, the sharp action was heavy on Tennessee. It was. I thought Tennessee would cover i i I really you I didn't convinced give a pick. me that they wouldn't well <laughs> well, no, 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 what what I said was I disagreed with you guys handicap and Fezzik had a pick too that he gave that we had tape on for the show is you guys thought it was going to be because. Harball got um, somehow, ch- uh, what would you say, chagrined by the injuries. Yep. And he's like, Well, I see the error of my ways. Oh, hold on. That was what you thought. That was half of what I thought. The okay. other and half I was. I thought that was plain wrong.
5: They broke the record. Why, why
4: keep going? Well, but the, people didn't even know the record existed. Like, do you think that Harball said, like, five years ago, You know what I want? Forget Super Bowls. I want to be the best coach in the history of the world in games that don't matter. No, no. He just likes to be a bully. He's the kind of guy that if someone's like uh, like if some kid's getting his pants pulled down by like a couple ruffigans, he'll walk up here and start pulling the kid's pants down himself just for old time's sake.
5: You're saying Jim Harbaugh's like... A bully. He's He's Nelson from the Simpsons. Nelson, yes, but... <laughs> it, <laughs> yes yes now here's
4: the thing
5: <laughs> you've done a marge simpson this week i thought no, but it, only it was
4: fair. i wasn't trying to do marge I, oh. was, I was trying to do adrian from rock when we did i mean if you want to know what our podcast is like we spent fi- 10 minutes on At least on we read this rocky four because we wanted to see a scene in there and it wasn't able we weren't able to play it so we just got the script and read it and some it of the best, best feedback. Yeah, it was it was Scott's best moment. It had to have been. Because when he goes, because hey, you married a fighter, it was perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect. You know, how sick would you be of your husband saying you married a fighter? It's like, take out the garbage. You married a fighter. <laughs> I, I, mean, that, I mean, imagine a year 15 of that. She could have just come back with, you married a nag. I'm not changing either. It's <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. And then there, there you go. That's the end. We're straight out of Vegas. So Harbaugh, all joking aside, they like to beat up on lesser individuals because it makes them feel good about themselves. I mean, I don't think that is... Pejorative or negative? I just think that's true. Do, do you sense that, or do I just see it? I think you. You. S- I might see it more closely. Yes. Because as a Steelers fan and as a an high state grad and fan, I don't like the Harbaugh.
5: But it's it's also I think the I blame way that- the
4: dad. <laughs> Seriously, the dad produces those two. Two of them. I mean, he's he's he, they're good at uh, achieving things. Not very good at being human.
5: I think it's also the way that the, Ravens, the Ravens team is built. We, we What do we say all the time? They're not built to play from behind. They have to be a bully. They have to be ahead of you and be able to just grind on you because that's the way their team is built.
4: Yeah, in games that matter. <laughs> no, listen, I don't – listen, I like – Bill Parcells back in the prior generation was historically – he actually still has a better against the spread record in the preseason – and I think of anyone, but but even you know Harbaugh wasn't all that great right. for this tree. He was good, not great. I think some of it has to do with Lamar. And we said it is that offense is hard to prepare for if you're not familiar with it. The only teams familiar with the offense, really familiar, of the Baltimore offense, is going to be in division. Those three teams. And then there's two other teams that's played them four or more four times at least during Lamar's era, which has been that offense, and that's been Kansas City and Tennessee. So I thought Tennessee's familiar with them. The the, the line is moving that way. It you know, I mean, did you watch the game? I no, I've watched the, the replay. Yeah, and looking at the replay, did the score seem indicative of, you know, uh the game? I mean what, the Ravens were, were Significantly better yesterday. This is the game they were going to lose. So I mean, I got to figure to win the next two. I mean, <laughs> gonna run it to twenty three because you know I, I think so. And I mean, to some degree, at what point do we just start batting them? Right. I, I, I mean, it's like if something is is 18, 2 and one. And here's the thing: the ATS margin. Now, what is that? It means if you're laying three and you win by four, you win. But you, you're plus one in the ATS margin. Over short sample sizes, that ATS margin can tell you something. If it's, uh, let's say someone's six and one, if the ATS margin's not great, you almost ignore that. Now, if someone's 525 and 450, ATS margin doesn't even matter. There's enough games that it's going to tell you the story. But in the NFL especially, it's rare that there's enough games that you don't want to know something more than the margin. we got a trend coming up later when we preview the upcoming games on coaches that historically don't have a win yet as a coach in the preseason, how much more they seem to try. Our sample size in that is only 15 games, but the logic is there. Real quick, the ATS margin for the Ravens in these 21 games, almost 12 points. Oof. Which means that if you would have adjusted the Vegas spread by almost two touchdowns, it would have been a 50 50 proposition.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong. Podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed? Do you notice you're losing a little bit of hair? You're shedding a little bit? Well, if you're noticing a little less hair on your head and you're checking your hairline all the time, you got to check out Nutrafol. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole body approach. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair
2: with less shedding.
5: The New York Giants get a 23-21 win over the New England Patriots in Brian Dayball's preseason debut. The Patriots cover his three-point dogs.
4: So, friend of the show, Mike Lombardi, who coached or was with the Patriots for a number of years, and then he was with Belichick in Cleveland before that. Well, Dayball was with New England at the same time as Lombardi, and he made a point about... Dayball saying, "Hey, good coach, no doubt. A lot of success about like no questions. If you're on the Belichick staff, good, good sign. But consider this as you think about Daniel Jones, because I think the optimism about here comes Josh Allen, like Renaissance, not Renaissance, uh, a surge, a, a, a an awakening, a, a, a statement. I'm here, baby. I'm an elite quarter, or let's say I'm potentially an elite quarterback even." And remember last year when I thought Daniel Jones would have a decent year coming into the year, I said, look up Daniel Jones's second year numbers, right? And and compare them to Josh Allen. Allen." And it was like, it was the same guy. It was eerily similar. (laughs) And then Josh Allen has made a quantum leap. One you could make the case we've never seen before.
5: Yeah, you've pointed that out to me before. Guys of guys who started out. So below average mm-hmm. in terms of accuracy, rarely, have we, if ever, have we seen a jump
4: like he's made. And the accuracy is the key. In general, if you don't do well in year two, it's hard to w- uh, do well as a quarterback ever. It happens, but that's rare. But then if you add in a guy who's having trouble with accuracy, if you throw all through high school, all through college, a couple years in the pros, and you're still not accurate, when are you going to get accurate? Well, you're not Unless you're Josh Allen. (laughs) One guy. And, you know, one day we'll understand it. But it causes people – you could say it's the exception that proves the rule. I don't quite know what that means. So I'm going to say it's kind of wild, And it made me kind of think that Josh Allen might have a drop-off last year. He did, but he was still elite. So it's kind of hard to say a drop-off. You know, he just wasn't as good. We'll see. We'll see. It's so fascinating. And we're going to, well, let's do this, and we'll get into some quarterback talk. Because the one quarterback last year that I thought was bulletproof, as in you couldn't say, here's how he has a bad season, was Mahomes, (laughs) who probably had the worst season amongst, or the worst season of his career, and amongst the good quarterbacks. But the ones who were questionable all had good seasons almost. This is very interesting if you rank the quarterbacks. But Dayball and Mr. Daniel Jones, what's going to happen? Well, let's consider this. He was on the Cleveland offensive staff in 2009, Brady Quinn. Now, listen, we have a fondness for Brady here at the network, but not an elite NFL quarterback. I think he'd be the first to admit. Colt McCoy after that, not an elite NFL quarterback. Matt Moore. hmm? These are elite NFL backup quarterbacks. Uh (laughs) Matt Castle. Then in New England with Tom Brady, so, I mean, obviously he started in New England like 12 years after Brady won the first Super Bowl, so okay. Then he was at Alabama in college, then Josh Allen. Now, Dayball, we we can't discount the possibility that he got better, that he figured something out. I'm still trying to figure stuff out.
5: Well, and what, what, you know, when you go through the order there and you see those four years in New England, maybe being in New England was something, you know, you work for the best coach of all time, you probably pick up some things that make you a better coach. Haven't you been
4: listening to this network? Colin thinks that that Belichick's a net negative at this point, it seems like. Between 2013 and 16, I assure you, he was not a net negative. But now he's gotten to be a net
5: negative. I'm not here to argue with Colin. Colin can think what he wants. No, no, no.
4: I'm asking what your opinion is. I think thinking that Bill Belichick... First off, if someone thinks A and you think B, you're not arguing with the person. You're stating your opinion.
5: I'm not going to buck Bill Belichick until Bill Belichick walks away from the game.
4: I, I yeah, think it's you know Bill Belichick's a big fan of uh, Bill O'Brien, who, yeah. who you you and I argued for years on Houston radio, and you know which it, it seems absurd now in hindsight. The you know it's like Mangino at Kansas, right? If you're not a big college fan, he took Kansas University to the Orange Bowl and won. He won the Orange Bowl. I was there. Okay? Now think about this. It was either that year. Yeah, it was that year. They played Missouri. If they won that game, they could have easily been in the national championship. I think it was still the BCS then. It could have been the national championship. Which is
5: crazy. Now Kansas' win total every year is two and a half.
4: I mean, I think they've won like seven games (laughs) in the last ten years or so. I mean, it's a little bit more than that. And it was like they've had coach after coach after coach. You know why he got fired? It was. I mean, again, this could be the version of events. It was... He was a little rough on players, you know, like he'd scream at him sometimes. And the AD didn't hire him. And it's like if an AD doesn't hire a coach, it doesn't matter how well they do, they want to get their guy in there. Ran him off. Well, he he, he left in, in a way disgrace because, like I mean, remember Leach went through the same thing yep. at Texas Tech at the same time. Somehow he had no problem with it. Why is that, do you think? I don't know. He's locking people, like, in port and it, stuff? Yeah, in
5: uh, storage sheds.
4: I mean, yeah, is that right? It, I mean, I, allegedly or whatever, I don't know. He locked the famous guy's son in the storage yeah, shed. Yeah, well, I like that he was an equal opportunity <laughs> user, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, if he said, oh, no, don't lock him, his dad— Give me the ESPN analyst's son. Yeah. Hey, you, get in the shed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know who— survives these things and who don't because there's no rhyme or reason to it?
5: I think, if, I'll be honest, and this sounds terrible, but if Mark Mangino was 200 pounds less, I think he would have gotten more opportunities. I think that a lot of people, the image of it was bad.
4: Once once you've won that much, maybe before you could say that he doesn't get the head job because you want, I mean, let's be honest. If you look at Lincoln Riley, how much of the luck, lo- and here's the thing, guys appreciate Macho good looking guys. now if a guy's effeminate and and you know, looks like beautiful you know looks beautiful but looks like you know a gender bender, a lot of guys are going to be put off by that that are, that are straight. And again, right or wrong or maybe they're at least publicly going to say that, but they appreciate it whatever. but the fact of the matter is Brad Pitt, if he walks in a room, he's getting you know it, let's just say he was an office guy though he wasn't Brad Pitt. Josh Allen rushing yards over 550. Now, here's my rationale. Like I said, if you look at the last three years, it's about 564 per year. So, hey, 550 looks good. Now, why it would be lower with more games, I still think is weird, right? Because there's one additional game, because in the last three years, there's only one year that had 17 games, but still it's lower, okay? Last year, he had 763. So, you're thinking, oh, it's trending up. But if you look at the last seven games, including the playoffs, so five games plus the playoffs, Josh Allen averaged a pace, 68 yards per game, that puts you on pace to 1,150 yards rushing. So that means we literally could double. If he did that, It would he would double the over-under. I like over. And I quite frankly don't think it's going to be too close because if you listen closely – Josh Allen is saying, I'm not afraid to get hurt.
5: And I think when you made this, when you when we yeah, talked this one when you of made this. the sausage we talked about what's the three year rolling average you said I bet that's where they made the number from that's what said, yeah. and it is the three year rolling average on the dot
4: and and don't forget we'll, t- we'll talk about this at length sometimes is they don't the books don't have the resources to make a deep handicap on every prop what they do is they put up what the numbers say and the limits are low enough if someone bets against them they respect they'll just move it in a way the bettors are the ones that shape up the line when there's low limit bets that's something most people don't understand. They do. Okay, you've got a UFC best bat. Then I'm giving another NFL best bat.
5: Yusuf Zalal minus 125 tomorrow night. Zalal started out 3-0 and in the UFC, and then he ran into a UFC newcomer named Ilya Taporia, and Taporia won a unanimous decision and might have thought, oh, wow, well, that's a bad loss. Well, Taporia turns out to be a real contender. He's 4-0 now, and the three fights since that one have been knockout finishes. We then saw, we saw Zalal struggle badly against Sean Woodson, who's a 6'2", lightweight, was just too big for Zalal to implement his game. I still believe in Zalal as a prospect that the size difference won't be the case here with a newcomer in Damon Blackshear. His oh, non-
4: I'm sorry, why does the size and newcomer have anything to do with each other? You're saying because it's a newcomer, the size won't matter.
5: I'm, the newcomer's size won't be the same issue that right. the last guy's size. Okay, gave. so,
4: so all right, you're saying that was the issue was the size. Yes. This guy's not big,
5: okay? This guy is not big. His non UFC film shows a solid but not overwhelming grappler, but someone who's going to be totally outclassed on the feet. So I'm looking for Yusuf Zalal to get back on track
4: here. Zalal minus 125. How's this? I don't like. I, this one seems like it's like you're trying to cognitively. Um, like it feels like you're you're trying to rationalize in a take you had that this guy guy was going to be good. So now if he's good in this fight, it furthers that that maybe it's looking bad. So you're hoping for redemption. Do you think you might it's might be wishful thinking? No, I think
5: people are selling on him after two losses against guys that he just wasn't equipped to beat.
4: All right, best bet.
5: Yusuf Zalal, minus minus one twenty
4: five. Yusuf Zalal. Zalal. Yeah. I don't I think USC you gotta start giving names like Stone Cold or something. <laughs> all right. Mackenzie might find this interesting. I'm gonna give a normal bet, normal best bet on the 49ers tonight, five thirty minus two and a half. Now here's my rationale. And this is important to consider in all preseason games. When the quarterback, when the quarterback matters, right? If it's a quarterback battle, if it's a situation where um, the quarterback's getting snaps for whatever reason, the whole team becomes more involved. And focused, so it doesn't matter if Trey Lance doesn't play a lot tonight. Doesn't matter. Fact is, it doesn't even matter if he plays or not. What matters is the 49ers are attentive to public perception right now, to every little thing. Think about it. You think last year with Jimmy G or two years ago, they worried about like incomplete passes in practice or something. But now there's every concern about what's the narrative, and thus the team has got more focus on these games than you'd expect. And because of that, I think the 49ers lane only two and a half against a Packer team that Aaron Rodgers, I don't know where he's rolling at, no pun intended, tonight. But, I mean, is he even going to be at the game? Who knows? Who knows? And him in San Francisco, look out. Look out.